we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane. And today I am joined by a couple of very special individuals. We have with us Gene Bourne and Robbie Bagley. These are the creators and producers of the show Working With Lemons. It's a YouTube channel, Working With Lemons. If I understand correctly, you're well over 3 million subscribers now. Yeah. And um, I think five or six years into this journey. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Five That's... and some change. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's start talking about Working With Lemons. I want you guys to give our listeners a quick overview of what it is, and then we're going to dive into your backstories because that's where we really want to go with this. So let's start there. Tell us about Working With Lemons. Yeah, so we primarily do Disney and Broadway uh, music videos in real life, and we love telling a story cinematically and filming um, filming at locations and in costumes and stuff like that, and and that's where we get a lot of our joy um, in doing and working with Lemons. The original one of those was um do you want to build a snowman right exactly, Fe- yeah. featuring your your sisters i saw that has over 500 million views yep yeah. that is incredible it's pretty crazy it was one of those so uh robbie had just come home from a mission for the lds church uh-huh. and frozen just had just come out and he said mom i hadn't seen it he said mom the the little girl in frozen the little anna looks just like mia it's like i made a cartoon out of mia and so he's like we should make a music video i'm like okay you know so we did it and um honestly just on five dollars like we we spent almost nothing i had fabric then i just threw a costume on her and like literally like duct taped it on her and um anyway and we just shot this thing and i remember the first it had like ten thousand views i was like oh this is such a cute video i hope people watch it you know and they got ten thousand like wow ten thousand views we were, we were hoping in in uh and we were like four months late after Frozen came out. Uh-huh. So like, ah, like, oh, you know, we probably missed, we missed the wave. It, you know? Maybe in a year it'll have 100,000 views. And then uh, 10,000 views after two weeks. You're like, this is really cool. And then... And that also was like a million views in a month. You know? Yeah, and then, like, what? And it was just it was crazy. And then by, by December, it had reached... Um, it maybe reached like 100 million views. And my our original hat. goal was to get like 100,000 views. And then it's crazy. It had, and we were, just, we were blown away by it. So Yeah, that, that is incredible. For perspective... Uh, that I'm aware of, only one of our campaigns has crossed the 500 million mark, and that was the that was the purple Goldilocks oh, yeah, campaign. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even even things like Squatty Potty, um, I think 250 ish million. I don't I don't know yeah. the exact amount. Uh, Poopery, kind of a, mm-hmm. a similar yeah. number. So that just gives perspective of just how big that that video has gone. That's incredible. Okay, so I forgot to mention, Gene, you're the mom. Yeah. Uh, Robbie is your son. And um, and Robbie's other siblings tend to kind of be the stars of the show, whereas yeah. both of you, for the most part, kind of hang hang behind the scenes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's it like working together as a family? It's the best thing ever. I love it. I mean, as a mom, I'm like, I have everything I love. I'm doing creative work and I've got all my kids there and my husband, he does a lot of behind the scenes too. And it's and it's it's fantastic. And then also we have all this really awesome documentation of my kids growing up. You know, like it is, it is a mom's dream, honestly. And, and Robbie is, Robbie's a really awesome director because he's super patient and really cheerful and it's really hard to irritate him. 
Um, and so we always our set is a happy place. You know, you, people... You're not a mean big brother. No, it's. No. I, uh, I I wish I could say that my siblings would all this, say the same about me, but I, I I don't think that's probably true. Yeah, it's just fun because I, I like everyone in the family gets along. People when they come on set, they're like, "Wow, like this is really fun here," and it's because we all just get along well. We don't fight about stuff, and people don't get overly stressed out about stuff. And so it's it's really fun to work together. People are always really surprised at how well everyone gets along mm-hmm. and how we work together so well. So. One of the things that's really interesting about your channel, so many of the family channels that are out on YouTube are are largely unscripted. They're kind of um, uh, more just kind of family vlog style, sure, right? Yeah. But you guys have taken the route of of going scripted, um, and and you have costumes, you have scripts, you have a director. Tell us about um, uh, kind of the the differences and why you chose that route. I think for us, I mean, we. We enjoy, like I said, telling telling a story, and um, we're all actors. We've been training to be actors and singers and performers. And now, what, did everyone do theater prior yeah, to this? Yeah, we did okay. theater, and we've we've done film growing up, and we've been taking acting lessons for years. And there's nothing quite like being able to put all this emotion into singing and dancing and moving. I I, I find it addicting to just like to to be able to tell the story and to film it and to and to uh, and I'll tell tell an amazing story. Something interesting about our family is that, um, with the exception of maybe Anson, and Robbie's not too too much of an introvert, but the kids are massive introverts. Mm-hmm. Like they have some social phobias, even mm-hmm. where if they're in a situation and they see someone that they know, but they're they you know they they and it surprises them, it like upsets them. Like they they have a hard time interacting, and so vlogging is not their thing. Like right. they don't want to talk about themselves when someone says, "Oh my gosh, are you working with lemons?" or "I saw this movie you were in," or whatever. The kids are like. Uh, okay you know and then they're like yeah and then they like run away so vlogging just doesn't fit for us and uh-huh. we um we have actually a second channel called lemon slices that it hardly has any subscribers but um we have a family sitcom that we do on that okay and it's all scripted and they're playing themselves so it's kind of it kind of might feel like a vlog except it's not because it's all scripted and they're playing a they're playing like a heightened character version of themselves I love and so, it. Yeah, they just don't. They, we don't like talking about ourselves. I guess. So, um, so if you don't mind, I want to dive into this this introvert thing for just yeah. a minute. Um, this has been a, a really um, interesting path that I've found myself on. I grew up in a family of extreme introverts oh. to the point where I thought that I was an extrovert, and so I grew up thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm an extrovert." When mm-hmm. I like people, you know, yeah. I like to yeah. you know have fun and that sort of thing. And it wasn't until my career put me in situations where I met true extroverts. Oh yeah. That I discovered, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> and and I found myself, you know, coming from these highly social situations where I would walk out and I would just be exhausted. Yeah. And I would just think, oh, I just need some alone time. I just yeah. need to go for mm-hmm. a drive. I just need to read a book, wh- whatever it is. And and so this self-discovery process that I kind of found myself on uh, where I thought I was one, then I thought I was the other, and over time I've discovered that I'm somewhere, you know, in the middle. Yeah, it's a spectrum for everyone, sure. right? I want to hear um, what what your thoughts are on, you know, introvert versus extrovert. So oftentimes society puts these like labels on as if like introvert is negative and extrovert is positive, but I don't believe that. Yeah, and I, I want to hear what your experience has been on raising a bunch of introverts. <laughs> well. 
was a surprise to me because I'm an extrovert. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. I think, like, Anson thinks he's an extrovert. I mean, an introvert, but he's not. He's an extrovert. He thrives on social things. Okay. We all have insecurities. Like, I will find myself, especially at events like CBX, you know, big events like this, that I feel unimportant and I feel like, well, no one really knows who I am. And so what am I even doing here? And, and I become an introvert in that moment. Okay. You know? And then what I've noticed, too, with my kids is that even the ones that genuinely recharge by spending time by themselves, like mm-hmm. I think that is the true definition of an introvert, is yep. someone who who recharges by that. Are you energized by people yeah. or is your energy uh, exhausted yeah. by yeah. being with people? Yep. So I say um, five out of the six of my natural children are uh, are introverts based on that definition. Mm-hmm. And two out of the three of my stepkids are also introverts. Okay. So they, they just don't prefer the crowd where I do. And my husband does. As a mom, I remember thinking like, what, you want to stay home on a Friday night? Are you insane? Like, why would you? I would not be caught dead in high school home on any weekend, you know? And my kids are like, I would see them choose. Like, we'd have a bunch of kids at our house. And then all of a sudden, Robbie's home by himself. And I'm like, where'd everyone go? He goes, oh, they went to the park. I didn't want to go. And I was like, what? You know, like, how is uh-huh. it? It's 10 o'clock. Like, how is this the thing? And um, but the truth is that they're introverts. And even though they perform like they, no one has a problem being on a stage, giving a talk in church, nothing like that. This doesn't bother them at all. But sometimes talking to the people afterwards, oh, hey, good job. And they're like, OK, you know, they yep. don't want to talk. But but they do. They have this. I don't know. You should talk as I think you're a bit of an introvert. Would you yeah, say it's I I I find there are so many pros and cons. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of pros to being an extrovert and being an introvert. And so, like, I'm very comfortable being alone and just, or, like, gaming with my brothers on Friday night and not going out. But I'm also very comfortable in a, in a group setting and, like, like, I really enjoy, like, meeting new people and talking mm-hmm. to them. And so I find, like, there's this beautiful balance. I'm, I'm able to play both sides. I'm getting all the pros, and, the pros of being extrovert and introvert. There's a lot that you learn being an introvert. Like, you learn more about yourself and you, like, learn, like, what do I actually want? Like, do I actually want to go to this thing? Um, but as an extrovert, like you meet new people and you connect and you grow and there's, yeah, there's wonderful things about, about both of them. So I think there is a lot of creative time though, that comes from those personal times when you're by yourself, Mm -hmm. like where as an extrovert, if you're always out doing stuff, I don't know how you would have much time to create, Right. you know? And so I think you said there's these brilliant minds hiding in the, in the introverts that, you know, they learn. And also Robbie's a fantastic director because he's observant. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's, he was always standing off on the side and kind of watching what was going on instead of being in the middle of it. And by doing that, he knows what he wants his scenes to look like. He knows what he wants from his actors because he's observed it yep. for his whole life. So I think it's, I think you need both for sure. Got it. I love it. Thank you for following me down that introvert extrovert tangent. Let, let's get this back <clears throat> to your journey. So, you know, as you know, the show is called From Poop to Gold, and from our observation, every successful person has had to overcome major obstacles to become successful. You know, the, it's their poop moment that they then <laughs> turned into their gold moment, right? So in your family's journey, can you tell us about what your poop to gold journey has been? In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, you take it. We've had... Well, this is, I think, that was a catalyst. There was a lot of stuff life before. Um, I ended up in a messy divorce, which there, there aren't many divorces that aren't messy. Um, and that is never an easy thing for no. a family to go and through. And I had, you know, six kids. And for a while, just to a side note, my ex-husband is 
great now supporting the kids in their lives. You know, so everything's great now. But there was some really rough years mm-hmm. in the middle where we didn't have any money. I mean, like literally had no income and six kids. And um, and he wasn't able to pay child support at that no, point. No. And it was and and we were devastated. Like everyone was just devastated. It was it rocked our our world. No one ever saw it coming. It was just it was it was horrible. So um, anyway, from that, I feel like that's where our, our channel name came from. Working with lemons, we we um, somehow had a lot of happiness during that really wretched time. Part of that I know comes from our came from our faith. Part of that came from our unity as a family. Mm-hmm. Even after Dad was gone, you know, we had this great unity that we all just like each other, and so I think that helped too. And then part of that came from us. Even in high school, Robbie was making these music videos, you know, like parodies and stuff, and we'd work as a family on that before we even had YouTube much, you know. And um, and I think that we kind of got honestly into the habit of finding positivity in in the garbage. And um, and then when our first the name came from the idea that like we had almost nothing and yet we still made this really mm-hmm. awesome video. And by then I had remarried and things were good, but we still were struggling financially. I mean, you know, like suddenly my new husband had nine kids to support instead of just the three that you're he blending, used to have. You're blending yeah, the two families yeah, together, you know. And um, anyway, it was it was it was pretty sketchy for a while there. But um, so that was that was really I think where it came from is we just had this ability to. I don't know, be happy in the midst of a lot of trials. Uh-huh. So one of, the, one of the great things I love about uh, filmmaking is that a lot of things go wrong on set. You can plan <laughs> for everything. And like, oh, like the actor's not here. Oh, we're missing this piece and this piece and this fell apart. I actually, you know, we, I, I think we all a little bit thrive on it because it's like, okay, how can we fix this or how can we change how we're doing this to make it work? And I find that it, I become more creative and um, and the project usually actually turns out better because of, of the changes that we have to make. Because of the moment. obstacles that you because hit Because of the, the obstacles, way. yeah. And, and, and I thrive off that. And that's, that's you know, the, where the name Working With Lemons, you know, when life gives you lemons, we try to make a movie mm-hmm. with whatever we have left. Um, for example, with The Able to Snowman, we had like $5 for the budget. We used uh, nylon tights for a pop filter with a hanger okay. with uh, a rock band mic, which I plugged into my laptop and used this garage band, which is a free uh-huh. music service. Yep. And then we used industrial lights and we, we would k- take our curtains and, and cover it in front of it to kind of to soften the light a little bit. And, and we used like a carpet as a dolly on the, with a tripod to like uh-huh. kind of dolly back <laughs> on the tile and stuff. And, and, uh, <clears throat> And we made this. this we put is really... one of the shots on an iPhone. You just because it snowed that morning. We're like, oh my gosh, we've got some snow. And so we like that was literally when I like got a piece of fabric, folded it into a square, cut a circle skirt out of it, pinned it on my daughter, you know, and then shoved her, you know, out the door. And we're just at a park, like in the neighborhood that had this tiny Filming hill. iPhone five. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, we didn't have an HD camera yep. at the time. Yep. Um, we were we borrowed a friend's, but he, he lived in Ogden for the other shots. So we were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna gonna shoot it." And yeah, we just like threw everything together. And so that's I think that's kind I, of I how we like to the roll. Resourcefulness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> and we've had other projects where we had a lot of money and spent a lot of money on them. And and then we've had some other lean times where we're like, "Oh wow, we're out of money." So um, and it's honestly kind of more fun. To, to get scrappy, yeah. yeah. Like our last, we did we did this uh, modern day Aladdin, a whole new world, and we 
you know, we just didn't have any equipment. We had a camera and a and a gimbal thing to you know that soft that makes it so it's not shaky. Uh-huh. And we had we had a shot of them riding on a scooter. And for us to get that shot, we couldn't. We tried getting it in a car, which we couldn't. We didn't have a dolly, you know. And so Robbie and Camry got on. They were hugging each other on the scooter. So one was driving the scooter, and the other one was facing back, was hugging and holding the camera over. Camry's holding the camera over his shoulder, and um, and and then you know just scootering down in Liberty. Tell Park. me, you have behind the scenes footage of we that? Do. <laughs> if awesome. you want to check it out, there's it's Aladdin bloopers, and you'll see yeah. this really awkward. Hug and I'm scootering down. I'm like, you getting this shot, Cam? She's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. Like, don't drop that camera. I'm borrowing it. Our, our Aladdin Porter, he was where his job was to stay right behind the camera. You know, like it was uh-huh. like the camera couldn't really move much. You know, and so anyway, and, and it's just fun to. It's really fun to work together to make it happen, even when it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Right. Yeah, we we believe that creativity thrives under constraints. Yeah, absolutely. And and so it's so cool to see how you guys have, like you said. Um, it's all about, you know, when life gives you, gives you lemons, make a movie out of yeah, it. Yeah, I love right. that. Yeah. Um, okay. So for our listeners, many of them are, um, either wannabe or aspiring, um, filmmakers, creators, uh, sometimes writers, sometimes comedians, um, others are marketers and entrepreneurs, but what piece of advice would you guys give to our listeners on how to get started, how to take that next step, how to chase their dream? I, I think for me... The biggest thing is is we found a crew. We we found a team, and which that is was, your family, which is our family, and we all have we all have a common goal and a, and a dream of making making movies, telling stories. And in high school, I, I was I found like a, a number of friends that would do silly, goofy music videos with me. Like we filmed "Wake Me Up When Seminary Ends" instead of September from Green Day, and. And like we we got the seminary involved and stuff, and it had like a positive message at the end and stuff. And and when you find people that have that same goal and same desires, like you can get, you can accomplish so much, and you're able to to make so much more. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to find out like I'm like, what do you want to be? Like, what is like your dream goal? And I try to find like how can I use them to like if they want to be an artist or something. Like, great. Like, I need you know pictures in the background of these of these videos that we're shooting like can you can you paint and stuff and can you do these things and and I'm able to like you know find extroverts and introverts and take their their talents and abilities and try to try to try to grow them and try to use them so yeah I think finding finding a team and crew to work with is uh, one of the things that has helped our channel and helped uh, me as a person grow um, get some support around yeah you. yeah how about Eugene what um, recommendation would you have well, I was just thinking about that. I think um, I think to decide what it is that you want to be and what you want to do and to not not sway from that. Like we we've had a few times. Well, even just the, the I call it a temptation to vlog um, because, you know, we have all these followers and I have all these cute kids. I mean, it's I think the thing. Right. You know, I'm like we could make bank if we would vlog. But for me, from what we were doing, you know, my husband was like, hey, we could do this. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'd be just like selling out. You know, like that is mm-hmm. not like it's I not wanna, staying true. Yeah. I want to do something quality. And that was important to me. I'm not saying that the people that did these weren't doing what they wanted to do. Like that was they made a lot of money and now are on doing other great mm-hmm. things with that money that they made from that. So it's not I mean, I'm not saying that that was a horrible thing to do. But for me, that wouldn't have been staying true to what I wanted to do. And that's what I think. I think um, if you love what you do, it's going to come out in your work. And so um, if that's vlogging with your family, then that is going to show up 
on camera if you love it. And if it's making movies and, you know, these videos that we make with our family, it's going to show in our work. Um, and so I think you shouldn't do something just to earn a few bucks. You should do it, it because you love it and, and don't give up on it. Fantastic. Gene, Robbie, thank you so much for being guests on our show. We really appreciate you guys coming and sharing your story and your advice for our listeners. It's been fantastic. Thanks for having us. Um, Gene, Robbie, we've got a gift for you guys. We've got a couple of copies of our book, From Poop to Gold. Awesome. One for each that, of you. That's awesome. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Thanks again that's for great. being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. For our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're interested in learning more about our creative culture, the book From Poop to Gold is a fantastic resource. We'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome. And we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product. Now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase and in the 14-Day Script Challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just... Uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again. It is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script.